I am joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. And Giles, there's a solid return for the car dealer Turners. Kira to you, uh, Charlotte. Yes, uh, Turners have come out and said uh, essentially that they're growing their market share, even though the broader uh, used car market is slowing down. The company, of course, which sells uh, uh, second-hand cars and, f- and also provides finance for buyers, is on track to improve its full-year result. It now forecasts a profit before tax uh, around $44 million. That would be slightly above last year's record result. Its chief executive, Todd Hunter, says it's come at a time when the national used car sales have fallen about 9% over the past year. We're really pleased with how the business is performing against a backdrop of a pretty tough market environment. Um, so we're seeing unit sales improve year on year, market share improving, and margins holding up uh, really well. I think our focus on sourcing has been a really good strategy and our branch network continues to expand. Well, Todd Hunter says as interest rates rise, car loan arrears have increased over the Christmas New Year period, although they did improve in February. The computer chip maker Raycon has lifted its profit outlook on continued solid demand. The company expects underlying profit between 40 and $44 million for the March year. That compares with its previous forecast of 38 to $44 million. Nona Peltier has more. Raycon says growth has continued in its core business after a strong but short boost in revenue caused by the global shortage of computer chips. The company says it's looking for increased market share for its products in the high-growth sectors of telecommunications, space and defense, and positioning. The strength of demand is raising underlying profit, and it's now speeding up its expansion plans. Raycon has a new factory in India due to open mid-year, which is expected to improve manufacturing capacity and capability and lower costs. Company directors are being told it's time to get down to the nitty-gritty of tackling climate change. It's the first anniversary of Chapter Zero, which was set up by the Institute of Directors, aimed at increasing company knowledge and action to meet the goal of carbon-free by 2050. It's one of 23 business groups around the world in the Climate Governance Initiative. Well, the chair of Chapter, uh, of Chapter Zero, Dame Therese Walsh, who heads Air New Zealand and ANZ Bank's boards, says past surveys showed a low level of boards engaged with climate change issues and only 22% were making any disclosures. She says directors can't ignore the issue professionally and personally. In terms of setting the climate-related climate targets or the strategy around them that create those targets, it does have to be endorsed by the board. That's very clear. Um, the leadership team have, a, have a, obviously a significant role in, in sort of coming up with what they might be. But we are really um, needing to hold the organisation and leadership and ourselves to account. And not only that, going forward, legislation and other sorts of frameworks are going to hold us as directors personally accountable for these things. And so we need to be really engaged. That's Dan Therese Walsh of the Chapter Zero Initiative. Well, researcher says private debt investors are better at keeping companies more honest about their green credentials. Report from the Climate and Energy Finance Group, Private Capital Group and My Fiduciary shows regulatory pressures on banks are driving growth in the underdeveloped private debt markets in New Zealand. A private debt market is where a company looks to borrow from a private debt fund, which gets money from institutional investors, such as pension funds, rather than tapping on the doors of their banks. 
and Griffith University finance professor Ivan Diaz-Rainey, who worked on the research, says private guest investors have a more direct pathway to their companies. You can give a mandate to your private debt in, uh, in, investor uh, to, to ask those tough questions very directly. And actually, you know, this is not just our perspective. Our respondents recognize this, that, that actually, you know, having that direct linkage between the, 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 the private debt fund and the company means that, you know, the, the company has to respond and has to disclose uh, a great deal. And those questions can be very specific. Ivan Diaz-Rainey from Griffith University. It seems that people are getting smarter in their online security, even avoiding using some apps altogether because of security concerns. New research from Kantar Public, commissioned by the non-profit Internet NZ, shows a jump in the use of two- or multi-factor authentication for online accounts, while the use of pins or passwords for security is losing favour. Internet NZ Chief Executive Vivian Maderborn says in the past year a net 65% of respondents decided against using an online service because of security or privacy concerns. The overall trend is that people think the internet is just slightly less of a positive thing than they thought last year. So New Zealanders are becoming perhaps more mature in their assessment of the great things the internet offers and also the things that are concerning and are reaching a bit of a balance in that. Vivian Maderwan says respondents were most concerned about young children accessing inappropriate content online, the security of their personal data and the threat of online crime. 25 minutes past 12, you're listening to Business on Midday Report. Time to catch up on uh, what's happening in financial markets. I'm joined by Brad Gordon of Hobson Wealth. Kira to you, Brad. Good afternoon, Giles. Well, after all the excitement of the past few weeks about company earnings reports, uh, it's pretty quiet at the moment. What's happening on the market? Yeah, if we go into a fairly macro-driven market for the next month or so after a number of companies have reported and um, a strong session initially in the US was uh, finished relatively muted. Um, we've got um, jobs numbers out later in the week, uh, the Fed Reserve President Jerome Powell speaking and um, of course CPI next week which will be widely watched. Lenzix 50 gross index is currently down 22 points at 11,891. And amongst the majors, Auckland International Airport is up one cent at $8.62. A2 Milk down three cents at $7.29. Contact Energy down one cent at $7.60. Chorus down one cent at $8.12. Fisher & Paykel Healthcare down 21 cents at $26.28. Fletcher Building unchanged at $4.70. Heartland Group down five cents at $1.74. Mercury Energy down eight cents at $6.40. Uh, Meridian down eight cents at five dollars thirty-one. Main freight up eleven cents at seventy-two sixty-one. Uh, Turners uh, and Raycon have both come out with announcements today. An upgrade from Raycon, uh, which is up one cent at eight dollars two, well, not really an upgrade. It was it narrowed guidance to the upper end or upper part of the initial guidance range. And uh, Turners also um, announced market share gains and is up nine cents at three dollars forty. How has Australia opened? Uh, Australian S&P ASX 200 is open to 14 points down, 7,314. We have the Reserve Bank of Australia meeting at 4.30pm New Zealand time this afternoon, so a little bit of nervousness ahead of that. Amongst the majors, BHP down 97 cents at 47.43. 
Commonwealth Bank up 29 cents at $98.30. Rio Tinto down $2.41 at $122.94. West Farm is up 40 cents at $49.61. Which takes us to the New Zealand dollar. The New Zealand dollar is buying 92.05 Australian cents, 61.96 US cents, against the Japanese yen at 84.21, against the Great Britain pound sterling at 0.5153, against the euro at 0.5799, and the New Zealand trade weighted index at 71.1. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. For sure, the three-month bank bill rate at 5.21%, 10-year government bond rate at 4.72%, Brent crude at 86.25 US dollars, and spot gold at 1,846 US dollars. Thank you very much. That's Brad Gordon from Hobson Wealth. A couple of other snippets this lunch. Our partners in the Coupe gas field expected to start drilling a new well in the second half of the year. They've signed up a drilling rig to do the work uh, on the field off the coast of Taranaki. And Southport, the bluff port operator, first half profit down 12%, hit by continued disruption to international container supply chains.